This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. We are in Bismarck, North Dakota today at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. I am Karen Solensky along with Father Josh Eli. And we are um, excited for our next guest. Uh, we have Sister Kathleen Atkinson, the Director of Ministry on the Margins here. And just excited about all the things that are going on with her ministry. Um, so I will let Father Josh. Excellent. Sister, welcome. And it's, it's, Thank I, you. I, I'm, I'm not even suitable to welcome you here because this is your home. Mm-hmm. This the, is the Cathedral of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. This is, Cathedral is my home. I baptized my sacraments. Actually, my parents were married here. Yeah. Uh, so it's our home parish. It's always great and always the good neighborhood. Yeah, so welcome home. Thank you. Uh, and uh, as, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, we're celebrating 75 years as a, as a parish family. Um, January 1, 1947, and so throughout this year. So thank you for blessing us during the 75th year mm-hmm. with your presence here. And uh, so, Sister, you belong. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to talk about your 75th a little bit. Uh, That's great. You know, other than being um, a lifetime Bismarcker and Cathedral Parish, most important thing is that I'm a Benedictine sister of Annunciation Monastery. And Annunciation Monastery, we as Benedictines, have been here since North Dakota. Mm. So in Dakota Territory, uh, the sisters came, they began education with St. Mary's School, which grew into St. Mary's High School, which grew into the University of Mary, and then St. Alexis Hospital, which then is now St. Alexis Medical Center. Mm. And the newest commitment-sponsored ministry is the one that I'm engaged with, and just this past year, Annunciation Monastery sponsored Ministry on the Margins as our third sponsored ministry. Excellent. But the consistent piece of our Benedictine community has been prayer, community, service, and we we became an independent community in 75 years ago. Yeah, March, you mentioned March 21st, or between the, the 21st and 25th. Is that right? We've got a couple of big dates coming up. March 21st would be the Feast of St. Benedict, and March 25th, the Feast of the Annunciation. Right. Excellent. So the Benedictines, uh, an Annunciation Monastery, which for a while was was the Priory, and it became uh, the Monastery. Mm -hmm. And for those uh, out there in the area or or outside of the area who don't know, we owe just about everything here in the Diocese of Bismarck to the Benedictines to the Benedictine men and women who came out and, as you said, uh, founded uh, healthcare, the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born at St. Alexis Medical Center, 1979. Uh, and, you know, our schooling, and it's, it's, it's amazing that to here in, in Bismarck, Mandan area, you can uh, receive a Catholic education in many forms uh, from the time you're potty trained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until you you graduate from the University of Mary with a doctorate. That's right, and that's extraordinary. Potty training through doctorate right here in Little Bismarck, Mandan, yep. uh, and, and solid Catholic education, whether it's through the Montessori system, through our, our traditional Catholic schools, our home schools, uh, and our phenomenal universities. So, uh, a, a lot of gratitude, sister, to you and, and and to the sisters. None of this would be here. If and it wasn't for the, the boldness of those women who came on the prairie, and, and it mm-hmm. was, that was not an easy life, was it? 
No, as I always claim, you know, it shows one of our vows as Benedictines is stability. You know, we come, we stay put, and just develop what the needs of the people are. So you think this is pre-North Dakota statehood. Mm. So these women were out here in the Dakota Territory as those missionaries and have stayed and developed mm. whatever the needs of the people are. Amazing. And that's our key, that stability and the community prayer in the community life. Yeah. So the Annunciation Monastery, which is up on the hill, right, mm-hmm. right, with the University of Mary, you founded it, right, as a teaching school or a nursing it was, school? It was originally a nursing, nursing school, school through the hospital, yeah. Okay. But, but the sisters, the Benedictine sisters, that's just one part of it, right, a uh, very mm-hmm. important part of it, but the sisters that have been here before statehood, 1889, so even before then. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we know about when uh, and from where? Uh, those first yeah. sisters came? Well, the first sisters came from Minnesota, from St. Benedict's Monastery, and started to minister, and that's when they opened health care. They really opened education first. It would have been the second school in Bismarck of Dakota Territory, 1870s. Okay. They found that people were, were sick. People mm-hmm. were sick and dying, and so they opened a hospital, mm-hmm. the first hospital between St. Paul and Seattle. So that just shows again wow. that wow. that pioneering place. Yeah. That's a that's a that's not a, a, a short drive. No, from no. St. Paul to Seattle. No, oh my goodness. And so all the history that came through our area in Western North Dakota, uh, all the health care that happened. So you have that area. One of the things I love is that's before statehood, and historically that's also before women yet had the right to vote. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, these were courageous, brave women. Yeah. And and still are, but it's responding to the times mm-hmm. of this century. Yeah, yeah, excellent. And life was not easy out here in 1870. It's not easy in 2022. You're right, it's not <laughs> winter-wide. But I, what yeah. a, a testament uh, to their to their to their, their courage. And was the the foundation for Minnesota was that a, a German foundation? Uh, Benedictines have roots back, right? To, obviously, to Europe. Yeah. Do we know uh, the lineage, or was it a, a good mix of of women from? From uh, all over, we Germans in in North Dakota, Minnesota, do allow a couple of Irish in. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but no, Saint Benedict would have been, of course, Benedictine was Germany, and um, from Germany, the first Benedictines came over. They settled in Saint Mary's, Pennsylvania. Okay. They began to move along with the German um, immigrants, mm. and so that's why they follow the Pennsylvania into Minnesota, into North Dakota. Okay. And our roots, following yeah, you know, following the people, that stability, peace. Okay. Yeah. Well, and your sisters, so we're here at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit uh, in Bismarck, just off of downtown, and this school right here. Uh, originally, the sisters staffed uh, yeah, a lot of our, all of our schools. I mean, correct. Got them we would up, have founded. Mm-hmm. Off and now to imagine, uh, you know, where our, our our schools are. The University of Mary, obviously, uh, doing extraordinary things, and our local high school, Light, Light of Christ, and it started with just. Uh, a small seed, a, mm-hmm. you know, a couple sisters, and a, and a little convent uh, down what is right near uh, present-day St. Mary's. Uh, yeah, correct. That'd be the first school, and and now you can see that the, the beautiful high school that yeah. uh, the Lord's built for us through the yeah. generosity of many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, really wonderful. I, it, it must bring uh, that healthy sense of pride. Uh, to see what what those sisters, the seeds they planted, and how they've grown today, and and we're honored to be a part of this legacy of education, right, and of healthcare, which is so essential. And then we're going to dig in a little bit um, 
uh, I have a break coming up, perhaps, Karen, but to this all-important ministry, which is all, they're all connected, right? Serving those mm-hmm. who are poor in education, serving those who are poor in health, and then you're taking care of the poor in a very direct uh, and beautiful way. And um, uh, we're going to talk about that, too. Yeah, and I yeah. think we can, we can start with um, what is ministry on the margins, if you want to let our listeners know about it. You know, in that same way of developing ministry on the margins is a volunteer-based ministry that serves those who fall through the cracks or are on the ministry on the margins of, of life. A lot of emphasis in our roots there began in 2013 when I started to go into the prison. Mm. And from prison began to discover that the majority of people who have some time of incarceration, they do return to society. Mm. And how do we help them return to become members of our mm. of our lives, of our community, of our churches, of finding employment, because um, that's who they were, and now they're back. And so from prison ministry into prison re-entry, mm. and then, again, just identifying... Well, there are families involved, and there are good services. Mm. And so, who's falling through the cracks of the good services? Mm. Sure. And that's the whole growth that's taken us 2013, we say from about seven or eight people, to right now in 2022, we serve about 1,200 people a week. Wow. 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 That's amazing. And that's beautiful, because we, we can't expect uh, as many uh, good organizations we have. Uh, we just can't expect others to take care of all, cover all areas uh, that we are, we're called into that mm-hmm. by our Lord himself, right, uh, to attend to the poor and those. And so it's beautiful that you're, you're able to identify where those cracks were, right, um, mm-hmm. uh, from the good social services and, and programs that we have here. But that we can't sit back and just say, well, the city or the state should just do everything. Oh, no. We have an active role in this. And as we take the model, of, if we take the model of what Jesus did, you know, Jesus really did identify and focused on the people, not the programs. Mm. Okay. And so what we do is, you know, you always have these stories. You have the good Samaritan. You have the woman in adultery. You have the prodigal son mm. who was away and then came back and was welcomed back home. All of those are really marginal people. And so that's the model that we take, and we take a Benedictine thing from the beginning. And and that's from the rule of Benedict. It says, let all be received as Christ. Mm. That's beautiful. And so it's very person-centered. And you said this was 2013? Yes. Interesting. Uh, I was up in Williston at the time. It was the spring or the late winter Mm -hmm. of 2013. Uh, and we got a new pope, yes. uh, who uh, speaks often of the periphery or the margins. Uh, interesting, providentially, how that aligns. Yeah. Because, what a blessing! Uh, yeah. And maybe there's something to that after after break. Uh, but but I think there's a lot uh, there that in the in this present pontificate and him challenging us to be on the periphery or in the margins uh, to go out boldly, not just sit back and let people come to us to go out and find them and identify their need. Uh, That's extraordinary. Do you know what it meant to the people in the prison of Bismarck, North Dakota, that that first Holy Thursday, Pope Francis Mm. went into the prison and washed the feet of those people? Mm. It not only was a challenge to those of us, Mm -hmm. 
were out here, but it was such a recognition of the dignity of the people inside mm. our prison. It was the first time they'd really been recognized as worthy of having their feet washed by the Pope. Wow. How neat is that? Yeah. yeah. We're going to take a quick break, Sister Kathleen, and um, we will be right back with more of your story on Ministry on the Margins. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are here in sunny Bismarck, North Dakota at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. We are um, enjoying the sunshine for sure today. I'm Karen Slensky along with Father Josh Eli, and we are speaking with Sister Kathleen Atkinson from the Ministry on the Margins. All right, Sister Kathleen, as we had mentioned, for those of you who are just joining us, uh, was a part of the Benedict, one of the Benedictine communities here that mm-hmm. did everything for the church, uh, founding their schools, our health care, and now uh, that, that ministry is continuing and, and expanding uh, mm-hmm. even, even further beyond simply the educational, and not that it was limited there before, but right into the, into the margins of society and, and meeting that particular need. Um, a word of congratulations, the um, Annunciation Monastery, which sister is a member, is celebrating 75 years from their foundation, although the, the Benedictine sisters and, and the priests uh, first were the sisters out here, correct? And I, I'm sure the priests needed to, to assist them, but in, in founding, way going back to 1870. 
to be yep. before we even had uh, statehood in 1889. So a tremendous legacy. Uh, when you meet a Benedictine, if you're up in this area, Minnesota, North Dakota, be sure and thank them because uh, you did a lot for us. We've been here, and we're going to continue to be here. That stability, as you That's mentioned it. in the last yeah. uh, section, uh, was, is, is so important because that would allow things. And that stability, having you in the area, uh, brought you into prison ministry. How did you, did, before we jump in, because there, there was a spark there. You had, uh, how were you invited into, or, or how did you end up in prison ministry? You know, I encourage people, in the, and as you say, that spark. You know, when you're sitting someplace and you're thinking, someday I wonder, you hit the point and you just do it. And I picked up the phone and I called the chaplain out there and I just said, is there anything you think I can do? And he said yes. And I thought, oops. You know? <laughs> um, and, and I went into the prison and when I came out after that first night, I sat in the parking lot and I cried. Mm. Because I knew that there was something sacred that would keep me going. And I've been blessed mm. to go back to do prison services, to do prison ministry uh, for um, 10 years now. Fantastic. And that, you know, we, get, we were at 2013. Uh, thanks for asking and, and saying yes to that invitation that once you'd uh, boldly you know, inquired. And then we need to do that. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a boldness in our work of, of caring for the poor and our work of evangelization. Uh, then 2013. So, you know, Pope Francis was elected. Um, we know very well. It's been a big part of his mission has been yes. um, uh, service to the poor, being out in the margins and in the periphery. Uh, and as you brought up so beautifully, and it's good to remember these things, that, that, that um, first Holy Thursday, where um, the Holy Father went to one of the prisons, um, Regina Chaley, I believe, in, in Rome, uh, and wash the feet of prayers. You were on the inside here in Bismarck, and share again that 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 just uh, what that experience was like for you. You know, it was it was huge for all of us on the outside, and said that push of what we could do. On the inside, what it said to the men who were prisoners was, "We have a pope. We have a church. We are worthwhile mm. to have our feet washed." Mm. And they were just pointing it out to me. I think one of the most powerful statements that we've heard at Ministry on the Margins a few years ago was one man saying to another, said, you know, it's a good place. They don't treat us like homeless people. Mm. They treat us like hu human people. Oh, that's mm. good. Wow. And so everything that we do, whether inside, outside, mm. homeless, yeah. um, the working poor, if we just stop and think they are human beings mm. created in the image and likeness of God mm. first, Yes. And their circumstances are their circumstances. Mm. Yes. And I think that's what the Pope has really called us to with all people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our identity. Mm -hmm. We're not, you know, my identity isn't simply that I'm employed or unemployed or I have a home or I'm homeless, even though we, the, those labels get placed mm -hmm. on, but showing them, no, you're, you're, you're loved. You know, we mm -hmm. talked in the, uh, with uh, Dr. Ralph Martin about being sons and daughters of God, and he had this powerful experience with his with his granddaughter. So, uh, thank you for showing them that, for being a part of that. You know, that, that which God really wants to do is to ground us in our identity, not mm -hmm. in whether we have a home or not, yeah. or employed or not, uh, or color, or any of the labels that uh, get placed on. But no, mm -hmm. you're a be you're beloved to me, uh, son and daughter. Uh, so that's beautiful. And then shortly thereafter, is that then ministry on the margins itself? started small, obviously, as things do, and now um, you're, you're yeah. serving 1,500 people a week. 
So, so the and the minister, so the ministry on the margins always taking that, always taking that. You know, it started to find out. Um, oh, people, people who would be incarcerated. Number one, I never had to give thought to the fact that everyone who's incarcerated, who's got their picture in the paper for any types of crimes, they've got a mom, they've got children in school. In fact, right now in the United States, one out of 27 children went to bed with a mom or a dad in prison or jail. Wow. Wow. That's huge. That's huge. And, and we don't really give credit, and we don't think of the impact mm -hmm. that it has on our whole society right now. Yep. So we're out there, we start to become aware of the families, say the moms, the children, and the reentry of people. So if you put people, no matter what, if they're homeless, if they're in addiction, if they are unemployed, if they are incarcerated, take them out of that box there. And given the whole of life that you and I know about ourselves, right? we have a past, we have a future. Mm -hmm. And that's how Ministry on the Margins has just worked. Beautiful. And we ask, you know, what is it people need? Okay. Which kind of moves it into some of the, you know, the programming and how that happens. Excellent. People need food. And so you, we have a food pantry serving hundreds of people every week without any stringent requirements or proof of need. Mm. The proof of need is that you, uh, and it w humbled yourself, or you came in mm. need and said, sure. I need help to feed my children mm -hmm. or my elderly parents. Isn't how important that is too, friends? Right? To be humble enough to say, I... Uh, I need, I mean, this in the, you know, in the spiritual mm -hmm. life is, is, yeah. is essential, oh, is. and you're seeing yeah. it lived out, and that's probably, I think, well, perhaps what, you know, what the Lord loves so much, I mean, he did when he was walking this earth, and he's still here present with us, loving about the poor, is they acknowledge their poverty, mm -hmm. and then, you know, those of us with more means, what, we, what do we forget? Our poverty, in this, mm -hmm. our spiritual, but I need God for everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They you know, don't have a choice, right? They're living it, and so it's so good to live in that humility, which we all need, you know, whether yeah. we have uh, millions in the bank or, or, or pennies, uh, that we are, are spiritually poor because we're spiritually in need. Yeah. We can't satisfy on our own. Uh, and so the poor, they preach a gospel to us, right, mm -hmm. about... Uh, just be humble. I like how you put and, and present yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're located um, in the old uh, McCartney Ford. In the old McCartney Ford, yes. the Spady Plaza building. Yeah. And Real yeah. Presence Radio used to be there. And yes, yeah, that Real was Presence the first station. Used to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerry has done yeah. um, uh, great work and very generous. And you've expanded a little bit, right? And this wonderful mm -hmm. wife, uh, you know, Sharon, who mm -hmm. just buried. She's in her eternal warden. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah, we are dependent. We are donation based. We really are primarily volunteer based, and at an average month, have over a hundred volunteers coming in to serve people. Fantastic, and that keeps us number one aware of how much we're dependent on the the prayers, the support, mm -hmm. the goodwill of people. And I think that's also how we raise awareness about the needs of people. Yeah. And you are, meet, you are meeting that need. I, I know it firsthand here at the cathedral, since we're located downtown, uh, visible from you know, the sky and from the high mm -hmm. in the interstate, we had a, a fair number of people coming in with, with, with need. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do our best. We have an emergency fund for the poor. 
where we can provide a gas card, we can provide a, a, a meal card. We, we're, we're short term, you know, just emergency mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at this time, an overnight at the, uh, and then with our St. Vincent de Paul, which provides a little more long term. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, we are so grateful because there are many cases where we can't provide mm -hmm. uh, sometimes overnight uh, for whatever reason through mm -hmm. um, uh, the, the, the arrangement we have. And then we're able to send them uh, to ministry on the margins and every time mm -hmm. you've been able to provide. So give us, again, a little run-through of, of, of kind of the the, uh, the, the programs, not even mm -hmm. the programs, the services you're providing, because then we want to get to your, more, your most recent one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so normal week... <clears throat> Right now, it's it's COVID dependent, so we do have services four times a week. We're in the state penitentiary. We also have prison reentry that helps mentor people when they come out of the prison. And then in that prison area, we also would have support group. Hmm. And the group is just called when a loved one is incarcerated. Hmm. Where can your family members go and talk about that? Oh, good. What oh, it's like. That's neat. So that's that type of area. We have we have a food pantry. And during the winter, we've been distributing hundreds of coats, mm. blankets. We have street outreach where we're out on the street trying to bring people in. Our newest venture keeps that same thing going. And we opened a coffee house mm. so that people have a place to go when it's cold. Uh -huh. And the coffee house is from 10 until 6. Overnight. Wow. Well, most people kind of assume, yeah, they go 10 to 6. Well, 10 a.m. to, to 6, 6 p.m. And we right. say, mm -mm, no. Business hours. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Fantastic. Wow. And right, and it's just th just that. There's no place where you could go. Where are you going to go um, at midnight or at 10 o'clock to stay inside? Get some that warmth. simple. Have a little warmth. A little warmth, and yeah. we're averaging about 12, 12 to 14 people every night okay. wow. that come in. Last night um, was a heartbreak because... It was um, two women who came in who are 70 years old. Oh. One who was living in her car because of a loss of work, mm -hmm. whatever, and another woman who had to leave her home. Oh. The basic thing, again, though, is we're open as a coffee house because no matter what, no one should be outside That's at what? night. Yeah, especially yeah. Oh, up here, yeah. and we still, you know, it's cool. I know we're, we're wrapped up. How do they find you? How can we promote you? How can how can people help? Uh, Ministry on the Margins is very active on a Facebook page. We're, uh, we have a website, and we are here in Bismarck, North Dakota. Okay. People can help by their prayers, day and night. Pray for the people. Pray for the people of your own communities mm. that happen to be outside as you're crawling into bed. Yeah. Um Always volunteers are, are available and um, the blessing of donations, Good, financial of donations, right. because uh, we're just so blessed. Got to keep the lights on and the heat yep. running. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Great work you're doing, Sister. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Sister Kathleen. We appreciate you coming on the show, and, and hopefully we can have you again um, just because you have so many great stories, I'm sure. Well, thank you. Yeah. So we are looking for a way to take your faith to a deeper level. We'll discuss one way you can do this at your parish next on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.